guys, it's Simi, and this is Wrestling Unlimited. As well, it's Monday, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. Sorry we are late if you are trying to watch live. Like, so many different things kept popping up on my schedule today. It's like, hey, I need you to do this. Hey, I need you to do that. Hey, can you get this done? Hey, deadline for this moved up. So it's like, oh, ah, come on. Jeez. But with that, we've got a number of things to talk about. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-ish, nine-ish stories to talk about. We're going to talk about the fan incident with a kid last night with MJF at Revolution. We'll talk about the Revolution by Ray. We'll talk about FTR and their return last night. The full roster for the WWE 2K22 video game DLC was revealed this morning. We got some news on some upcoming episodes of WWE Legends Biography, and so much more. Also, John Cena is a machine, and we'll prove it today. Remember, if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. You can also remember, you can also help us out by hitting that, uh, <clears throat> whoa, it's got something caught right in my throat. Big old loogie. Also, remember, if you're watching on Twitch, you can help us out by becoming a subscriber. You can subscribe one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it. If you did, sorry, right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember to head over to YouTube and become a channel member. Support us over there by becoming a channel member to get early access news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. Also remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, and Rumbleverse, then you can support us by putting in this code right here. P-W-Unlimited. Use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases, whether that's through the Epic Game Store on your computer or for an Epic game on your PlayStation, Xbox, mobile device, or Nintendo Switch. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Ultra Pro Wrestling. More on that later. So as far as the news does go, so last night, during the main event of AEW Revolution, we saw MJF in the crowd, and he threw a drink on a young fan. Now, initially, you think, oh, he, he threw some water on him. Well, it wasn't just water. Regardless, he shouldn't have done this. The kid, and maybe people were like, is that a plant? Is that a plant? No, it wasn't a plant. It was an actual just random fan in the crowd. Now, the kid himself was upset. The mom was supposedly really upset, and people started trying to make it up to the family. Even people that are not associated with AEW, eventually Amanda Huber. Amanda Huber would go out there and sit with the kid and talk with the mom and this and that, and then eventually the kid was brought backstage, given a bunch of signed stuff. They're also given free tickets to Wednesday's show in Sacramento for Dynamite, and we have an update on this as far as what actually went down, and it wasn't water. Um, also, Tony Khan did reference this at the press conference last night as well, but this does come from F4W Online stating, Tony Khan says that MJF did not, quote, act like a champion. 
when he tossed a beverage on a young fan sitting ringside at AEW Revolution. During his Iron Man match against Brian Danielson, MJF grabbed a cup from a woman in the front row and splashed its contents on the woman's young son who was sitting next to her. The young man and his mother were real fans and not planted by AEW. The beverage was believed to be tequila. And when MJF tossed the drink on the child, he got some in his eye. Amanda Huber and others came out and the young fan was taken backstage, given uh, merchandise, and both him and his mother will be attending the show in Sacramento this Wednesday. Tony Khan addressed the incident at the post-show press conference, the media scrum, stating, quote, We had a conversation before we came up here. We had a serious conversation, and I mean that, and it's not to be taken lightly. The young man, Titus, was a real pro. Uh, was a real pro about it, about it, and we'll see Titus again here in AEW. I believe Titus is actually coming to Sacramento, but I was just with him, and he was a real champ about it. The champion didn't act like a champion there, but I think Titus was great. Now, Brian Alvarez also talked about this on last night's Wrestling Observer Radio with Dave Meltzer, stating, quote, It was not a plant, and we heard from multiple sources that it also was not water, which... I'm sure Max didn't know. Apparently, it was tequila, and some of the tequila got in the kid's eye, and the kid was not happy about that. What I was told, uh, in the, what I was told was in the area, the kid got tequila in his eye, and he was not happy. So fans started giving the kid their merch, like, "Hey, here's my shirt. Hey, you want this poster? Hey, take this." Then Amanda Huber comes out, and she's making the kid feel better, and then they bring him backstage, and they give him all the signed merch. Then the mom and the kid get tickets to Sacramento Wednesday. So the kid ended up having the best day of his life. Meltzer would continue on and add to this, stating, Tony never rips on his talent, and he did there. He said, yeah, he made a mistake, and it was serious. And it could have, could, and it could have been. I mean, it was very, very bad judgment. Max had an incredible, incredible match, but that was something he should not have done. MJF himself just kinda, I guess you could say, responded to the incident where all MJF had to say on the matter was, the kid looked thirsty. That was it. That's all MJF had to say on the matter. So with that, my first question is, what arena selling tequila? I didn't know you could just go into the arena and just get tequila and bring it back to your seat. That's what I didn't know. That's where I was confused. I'm like, whoa, you just go out there and just get Couple of tequila? That's an interesting one. I didn't know that, but it is unfortunate that this did happen to the young man, the son, the kid, the boy, the mom, all of that. Apparently, like at one point, the kid started to finally get over it, but the mom was still upset. So the son was trying to calm down his mother. And eventually, you know, they were brought backstage. They were given free tickets for Wednesday's show and so forth. So hopefully, it's all, you know, mulled over now and not. Another talking point. So, yeah. Um, the kid ended up, you know, in a bad situation at first. But by the end, in a great situation, if you really look at it. He ended up getting tequila thrown on him, which sucks. But in the end, he got all this free signed merch. He met all these wrestlers. He's going to another show for free. It's like, damn. Okay. Throw tequila on me. Now, I bet you if this happened with one of my kids, they'd probably just laugh it off. They wouldn't get mad. I wouldn't get mad. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't get mad. Now, if it was tequila, maybe that's a different story. If it was just water, laugh it off. 
whatever. Hey, you got to be part of the show. You got to be a talking point online. But speaking of last night's AEW revolution, we did see one tag team actually return who have been gone since I want to say December, November time. I think November, and that is FTR. FTR returned last night and basically made the challenge to the guns as far as, hey, we want our revenge because yeah, you took the ROH tag title or you, you beat us in the past. You kind of ran us out of here and, well, oh, you got tag titles we want. But many are under the impression that FTR could be leaving soon. The rumor is that their contract is up in either June or July. And Mike Johnson of PW Insider does have an update on this stating the following. FTR returned to AEW tonight to set up a new program with AEW Tag Team Champions, The Guns. As PWInsider.com reported in its Elite section, the belief was that FTR are locked into long-term deals with AEW, and their disappearance and tease of going elsewhere was just a storyline cover. So it's unclear exactly what's going on with the contracts of Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Are they only locked into July? Are they locked in long-term? And is long-term to Mike Johnson July? Six months or so. That's not even six months. April, May, June, July. It's about four months or so. Dave Meltzer did state that the plan right now is for the guns to drop the titles to FTR. So we'll see when, how, and where that actually happens. Uh, final news note we do have for last night's AEW Revolution has to... I guess you could say do with the buy rate and how many people actually possibly watch that show. Uh, this does come from F4W Online and Josh Nason, who wrote the following. AEW and Ring of Honor head Tony Khan said it's been a very successful week for the companies. Speaking at the post-AEW Revolution press conference Sunday, Khan said the early pay-per-view buy numbers for the show look very successful in line with recent pay-per-view offerings like last June's Forbidden Door and last November's Full Gear, possibly higher. Khan said that the final number could be in the range between 130,000 and 140,000 buys and believes AEW has a good chance to get replay buys based on the strength of the show. Last night's gate was over 800,000, which is a record for for wrestling events in the city. That was based on the attendance of more than 9,000 fans, over 8,000 which paid. Khan also was happy with the early success of Ring of Honor and Honor Club coming off of the first week of Ring of Honor television under his regime, I guess you can call it, noting they already have 12,000 subscribers subscribed on the streaming service, something he believed was as good as the previous iteration of Honor Club ever achieved. Now, Saying $800,000 is the record in the city, in San Francisco, cool. They had over 9,000 people in attendance, didn't get an actual number. I know back in 2019, WWE ran a Raw there that did 9,300. Now, you're charging less for an episode of Raw, so you're not going to have the gate as big as this, but are these even comparable? I've seen so many people trying to go, huh? AW, they out, they outdrew WWE. They did better in the market. Can you really compare a stacked pay-per-view to a random Raw in 2019 when people were very low on Raw, very sour on Raw, not as high on the weekly WWE product as they are now? So 
not trying to be a WWE fanboy here or anything, but it's almost not comparable. Kudos on AEW for having a super, super successful show. Not taking anything away from that, but it's all the AEW fanboys trying to put this AEW versus WWE. Eh, so, uh, look, AEW did better than WWE in San Francisco. Ha, ha, ha. And, and it's almost not comparable when you say pay-per-view weekly show. That's like saying, oh, well, WWE is going to LA to do WrestleMania. They got 50,000 tickets sold for WrestleMania. How many did AEW do last time they were in uh, Los Angeles? Not comparable at all. WrestleMania to a weekly show. Pay-per-view to a weekly show. So, again, kudos on AEW for having a super successful show last night, but trying to pit this as part of the war between the two companies as far as fans do go, it's not really that comparable. But speaking of WWE, we now know everybody who will be included in the DLC roster for WWE 2K22 as 2K sent out the following this morning, stating, WWE 2K23's roster gets even stronger with the season pass, featuring 24 additional superstars spread across five DLC packs, featuring the likes of Bray Wyatt, Eve Torres, the Steiner Brothers, Zeus, and more. The WWE 2K23 season pass includes the My Rise Mega Boost with 200 additional attribute points, a supercharger that unlocks the all base game WWE legends and features the following packs and playable superstars. The following DLC packs will also be available for individual purchases starting on April 19th. April 19th, we have Steiner Row Pack. This pack will include Rick and Scott Steiner, BFAB, Manager Only, Top Dalla, and Ashanti the Adonis. On May 17th, we get the pretty sweet pack with Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Tiffany Stratton, Elton Prince, and Kit Wilson. The next month, on June 14th, we get the race to NXT pack. We have Harley Race, Ivy Nile, Wendy Chu, Tony D'Angelo, and Trick Williams. On July 19th, we get the Reveal or Revel with Wyatt pack. Bray Wyatt, Zeus, Valhalla, Joe Gacy, and Blair Davenport. Finally, on August 16th, the final pack, we get the Bad News You pack. In this pack, we're getting Eve Torres, Wade Barrett, Damon Kemp, Andre Chase, and Nathan Frazier. They state that we're delivering new playable superstars and content all year long. In the meantime, make sure to check out the full roster list and the roster hub in more depth right here for 2K23. So some of the things that are interesting and stand out to me, no Mia Yim, no Tegan Knox, no Candice LeRae in the game at all. But you're going to add Valhalla, who came back after all of them, or right around the same time. I think she came back right around the same time as Tegan. But Mia, Candice, came back well before Valhalla, yet she's getting put in the game. Then you have a lot of wrestlers who it's like, shouldn't they just been in the game? Tiffany Stratton, for one. Ivy Nile, Wendy Chu, Tony D'Angelo, Joe Gacy, Andre Chase. Like, why are those guys DLC? It's a little weird on who they chose to be in the base 
roster and who you have to pay extra for. It is odd. And I don't know who exactly made those decisions. Like Ivy Nile, how long has she been around in NXT? Since 2.0 at least started two years ago. Uh, Wendy Chu, Tony D'Angelo, Joe Gacy, Andre Chase, they've all been around since the start of NXT 2.0, which was part of last year's game. So it's like, why are these guys ELC? Also, uh, I see a comment in the YouTube chat. Dina Palmander says Gargano. Uh, Gargano is in the base roster. So apparently he was left off of the original list, and then they've gone in and retroactively added him back to the, the roster list on the 2K23 website. So yes, Johnny Gargano is in the game as just a member of the roster. But it's just, it's weird that you have people like Roxanne Perez, and I get it, she's being pushed to the moon, who is in the base roster of the game. You have somebody like Ivy Nile and Joe Gacy, who are just random DLC characters. Now, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are another ones. It's like, you could put Braun Strowman in the game. Why can't you get Gallows and Anderson? They came back right around the same time as Braun. So, I don't know. But that is everybody that will be listed or will be available as DLC. Remember, you can either buy the season pass and just get them all when they launch. Or if one pack doesn't really fit your vibe and you go, hey, I don't need the the pretty sweet wreck, or I don't need the race to NXT pack. I don't care about Wendy Chu and Trick Williams. Well, you don't need to buy that one. You can buy the packs you want individually, like the Revel with Wyatt pack that gets you both Zeus and Bray Wyatt. Yes, I said Zeus. Old Debo. He's going to be in WWE 2K23. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I can already see so many people putting him up in like either flannel from Friday or in the, um, uh, what are they called, jumpsuits, I guess, the orange jumpsuit from next Friday on Community Creations. I could see it, I could see it, I could see it. But with that, that is everybody that is going to be included in the DLC of 2K23. Now, I see a lot of people asking about <clears throat> the base roster and different wrestlers, so I'm going to run that down really quickly. I'm going to read Everybody who's in the base roster, we're going to do this really quick. We're not going to spend too much time on it. But when you first load up WWE 2K23, here is everybody you can play as. AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Alba Fire, um, Alexa Bliss, Aaliyah, Andre the Giant, Angel, Angelo Dawkins, Apollo Crews, Asuka, Austin Theory, Axiom, Batista, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Beth Phoenix, Bianca Belair, Big Boss Man, Big E, Bobby Lashley, Boogeyman, Booker T, Braun Strowman, Brett the Hitman Hart, Brie Bella, British Bulldog, Brock Lesnar, Braun Breaker, Bruno San Martino, Brutus Creed, Butch, Cactus Jack, Cameron Grimes, Carmella, Carmelo Hayes, Cedric Alexander, <clears throat> Chad Gable, Charlotte Flair, China, Cody Rhodes, Commander Aziz, Cora Jade, Cruz Del Toro, Dakota Kai, Damian Priest, Damian Priest, Dana Brooke, Dexter Loomis, Diesel, Doink the Clown, Dolph Ziggler, Dominic Mysterio, Dewdrop, Drew, Ge Drew Gulak, Drew McIntyre, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Elias, Eric Bischoff, Eric. Uh, Ezekiel, Farouk, Finn Balor, Gigi Dolan, Giovanni Vinci, Goldberg, 
Grayson Waller, Gunther, Happy Corbin, Hollywood Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Humberto, The Hurricane, Ilya Dragunov, Indy Hartwell, EO Sky, Ivar, JC Jane, Jake the Snakes, Roberts, JD McDonough, Jerry the King Lawler, Jerry, or Jay Uso, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, Jimmy Uso, Ginger Mahal, Walking Wild, JBL, John Cena, Johnny Gargano, Julius Creed, Kane, Karrion Cross, Katana Chance, Caden Carter, Kevin Nash, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Kurt Angle, L.A. Knight, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Lita, Logan Paul, Ludwig Kaiser, Mace, or Masse, Macho Man Randy Savage, Madcap Moss, Mansoor, or um, Mansua, Matt Riddle, Maurice, Molly Holly, Montez Ford, Mr. McMahon, Mustafa Ali, MVP, Natalia, Nikki A.S.H., Nikki Bella, uh, Nikita Lyons, Noam Dar, Omos Otis, Queen Zelina, Randy Orton, Raquel Rodriguez, Razor Ramon, Reggie, Rey Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, Rick Boogs, Ricochet, Rich Holland, Rikishi, Rob Van Dam, R Robert Rube, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Rowdy Roddy, Piper, Roxanne Perez, R-Truth, Sami Zayn, Santos, Escobar, Scott Hall, Seth freaking Rollins, Shane McMahon, Shanky, John Michaels, Shayna Baszler, Sheamus, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Shotzi, Solo Sokoa, Sonya Deville, Stacey Keebler, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stephanie McMahon, Six, Tamina, T-Bar, Ted DiBiase, The Miz, The Rock, Titus O'Neil, Tommaso Ciampa, Triple H. Trish Stratus, Tyler Bate, Tyler Breeze, Ultimate Warrior, Umaga, Undertaker, Vader, Veer Mahan, Wes Lee, Xavier Woods, Zaya Lee, X-Pac, Yokozuna, Zoe Stark. If you get the Ruthless Aggression Pack, you get Brock Lesnar 01, The Prototype, Randy Orton 02, and Leviathan. Also, for pre-ordering the game, you get Bad Bunny. And there's a name now reading this that is completely... Oh, no, I see it now. For some reason, I didn't see Drew Gulak originally, but Drew Gulak is there. So... That is everybody that will be in the base roster of WWE 2K22. Now, let me turn this fan on. It's getting a little warm in my room, and then we'll get into talking WWE biography. Right now, WWE and A&E are in their third season, I want to say, of biography. Again, airing on A&E. With that, in two weeks, we're not getting a normal two-hour episode of Biography. Instead, we're getting two one-hour episodes, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, who reports the following. A&E will break from the norm of their WWE Biography episodes on Sunday, March 19th, PWInsider.com has learned, airing two one-hour episodes. At 8 p.m., they will air a biography on WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler. That will be followed at 9 p.m. by a biography on Paige, now AEW's Soraya. So that's very interesting that they're going to run two one-hour episodes, one about Jerry the King Lawler, which, damn, a Jerry Lawler episode can be two hours if not more. Like, I was really hoping we eventually get, like, a long-form, big, great Jerry Lawler episode next season or something. But now we're just getting an hour-long episode of Lawler? Hmm... A little disappointing. But the other one that, that's super shocking is the page episode. We're getting a page episode of WWE legend biography, which is very interesting seeing how she's in AEW. She's been gone from WWE for almost a year now, maybe seven, eight months. Her contract was up last June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. So yeah, she's been gone for five, six months. We don't know when production started on any of this. We know Cody stated last year at Mania that he was um, 
going to be a producer on the Dusty Rhodes episode, which means that that had to have started after he came back and this and that. But yeah, so very interesting that they are running two one-hour episodes, one on Jerry Lawler, who can have a 50-hour episode. There's so much stuff you can talk about with Lawler. And one episode all about Paige, now known as Soraya. Uh, moving forward, ESPN is going to be covering WrestleMania this year. And, well, they're sending Daniel Cormier to be their lead reporter for all their WrestleMania coverage next month. UFC Hall of Famer Daniel Cormier will be in Los Angeles for WrestleMania 39, but he won't be involved in the ring. Cormier has told Sports Illustrated that he's going to WrestleMania 39 to lead ESPN's coverage of the event. Cormier works for ESPN as a mixed martial arts analyst. He states, I'm going to WrestleMania the first week of April for ESPN. I'll be leading the coverage for WrestleMania. I'm so excited about it. Now, Cormier has been involved with WWE over the last year. Cormier appeared for WWE as a special guest referee for the Matt Riddle-Seth Rollins fight pit last October at Extreme Rules. In his interview with Sports Illustrated, Cormier stated that he's open to wrestling. But his priority right now is his media job, as he stated, quote, I'm getting more opportunities for ESPN, and I'm so thankful for that. So I'll be at WrestleMania, just in a different capacity, and we'll see what the future holds down the line. Sports Illustrated also noted in the interview with WWE Talent, uh, Sports Illustrated noted that interviews with WWE Talent may be part of Cormier's WrestleMania media role. Cormier also joked about possibly smacking Brock Lesnar if Brock tries to step to him. He says, quote, if Brock steps in my way, I'll smack him upside his head. Well, there we go. Daniel Cormier will be on site covering WrestleMania for ESPN, which is very, very cool. It's always, always awesome to see these bigger publications sending people out there to cover these major WWE events. We see Ryan Satin doing it for Fox Sports. He's always, you know, on the scene, live covering WrestleMania and SummerSlam and Royal Rumble and so forth. He does all these cool interviews with wrestlers on scene and stuff. But what I really like is when Satin's in the crowd, a big match happens, a big moment happens, and then him and his crew film something really fast and they get it out on social media, which is always really cool. Hopefully, maybe Cormier can do something like this as well. Now, before we get into our... Next news story, we got to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Ultra Pro Wrestling, a new wrestling game which serves as a love letter to the classic wrestling games of the late 90s. Ultra Pro Wrestling is a sandbox game that encourages players to create slash edit their own wrestling superstars, promotions, and events. Fight for the UPW Championship title in ranked online matches or play through a multitude of match types in a deep, and dynamic single-player career mode. You can head over to kickstarter.ultraprowrestling.com now to check out and support the game. Now, take a look at the game's trailer.
Welcome to Ultra Pro Wrestling. With that, guys, head over to Ultra Pro Wrestling, or no, Kickstarter. With that, head over to Kickstarter.ultraprowrestling.com right now to check out and support the game. Now, as we go forward, we got three more news stories to talk about. This first one has to do with old Paul Heyman saying that his career in WWE, his time with the company, ain't even close to being done. Far from over. So one fan, and let me get these tweets to load really fast. Come on. Why doesn't it want to load? Now it froze on me. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Now we're working. Now we're working. So one fan tweeted out, quote, The day you are inducted into the hashtag Hall of Fame is going to be one loud audience for you at Heyman Hustle. I pray to be there in person, sir. You are a genius. Uh, Heyman would then respond, stating, quote, Well, I thank you at Nick GQNYC for your kind words. There's no rush to be induct to induct me into the Hall of Fame since I'm not done creating and participating in Hall of Fame moments at Roman Reigns, at the Usos, at Solo Sokoa, hashtag we the ones. So yeah, Heyman said that he still got a lot more to do in WWE and he is not even looking at a Hall of Fame induction anytime soon because he's got so much more he wants to do, create, and participate in within the company. So I found that as a very, very cool little note. Heyman, uh, I guess you could say, mentioned this morning on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, Kevin Owens had to take Twitter this morning because he's having some travel issues and he's going to miss his meet and greet in Boston today. Remember tonight, Monday Night Raw is from Boston. Kevin Owens is supposed to do a meet and greet. And, well, he had to say sorry, but I'm going to miss it. Kevin Owens tweeted out the following. To everyone waiting for me at Cricket Nation in Boston, due to a delayed flight and circumstances out of my control, I will be late, but I am coming. We are doing everything we can to get me there as soon as possible. I'm so sorry, but I'll be there. Thanks, guys. Now, I haven't seen, and I could double check. I haven't seen an update on Owens yet. Um, Owens has made it. Owens has made it. He said that he landed. 
And he's all good to go. So Owens has made it. He is in Boston, all good to go. He also showed that at the TD Garden. Actually, I could play this video. I could play this video. Let's show this video. This is really funny. I'm not going to play the audio from it, but I could play this video that Owens took and posted on his Twitter. Let's full screen it. Come on. Twitter just not wanting to work right for me this morning or this afternoon, whatever you want to call it. But <clears throat> this video was posted by Kevin Owens. It's really funny. It says, welcome home, John Cena, March 6, 2023, TD Garden. It's got the Raw logo here. And it's showing all different John Cena moments. And then, whoo, John Cena getting pinned by OKO. Very funny that they, they put that one on there. It's all like big Cena moments and Cena doing good things and then Cena getting pinned by KO. Really weird. Really weird that they put that on this big old banner. But speaking of John Cena, we have learned, well, this man is machine. This man is machine. Everyone always said that John Cena is a machine and he's not a real human being. Well, Cena proved that today, sending out the following tweet stating. Wrapped hashtag Ricky Stanicky early Saturday. Excited for first day on set of Grand Death Lotto today. Then Boston, WWE Raw tonight. Experts said it was impossible for me to appear on the road to WrestleMania. Guess they can't see me. It's never impossible to make time for family and loved ones. So literally, Cena is going to go start filming a movie this morning, right now, today, then fly to Boston and be on Raw. Now, give me two seconds. I want to find out where this movie is being filmed. Grand... Theft, lotto, filming. The movie itself is going to be filmed in... Let's go to productionlist.com. Great website. Atlanta, Georgia. So Cena's in Atlanta this morning. He literally was in Australia Saturday. Not sure when he flew out of Australia, but then this morning, he's in Atlanta filming Grand Theft Lotto, and they got to fly to Boston for Raw tonight. So, geez, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This movie will also be starring um, Shang-Chi stars, Simu Liu, and Aquafina. So, yeah, John Cena, machine. This man just don't sleep, don't stop working, none of that. This man, nuts. You know what else is nuts? How much stuff is actually announced for tonight's Monday Night Raw. Like, holy crap, most of this show is already announced. So let's take a look at what is on tap for tonight's Raw as we start wrapping up the wrestling wrap-up. As far as tonight's Monday Night Raw does go, WWE has announced one, two, three, four, five, six things so far. First off, we do know that John Cena will return tonight. We also do know that we will see Jimmy Uso going one-on-one -on -one with Sami Zayn. Also, we'll have a face-to-face -face where it is Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Interesting tidbit was revealed this morning on this segment, but I'm not going to really say it because it's spoiler alert. We also do know in action in the non-title match, Bianca Belair will be taking on Carmella. And finally, nope, two more matches. I don't know why they don't have a graphic here, but Johnny Gargano will be going head-to-head -head with Finn Balor. And finally... 
We do know that Kevin Owens will be taking on Solo Sokoa. So with that, all of that has been announced for tonight's Monday Night Raw. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here for the Wrestling Wrap-Up. It's Monday, March 6, 2023, and tonight is Monday Night Raw. Remember, we will be live following tonight's Monday Night Raw, breaking down everything that's going to be taking place on tonight's show. And it is being reported that tonight's Raw is a big one. Not just because Cena, but kind of just because Cena. Because Cena's going to be on the show, because Logan Paul's going to be on the show, WWE is really ramping up a bunch of stuff for tonight's show Going into WrestleMania, they know they're going to have more eyeballs than normal on the show. So a lot of things may get announced and set up on tonight's Raw. Don't miss it. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday. If I don't see you tonight for Raw, have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.